Hello and welcome to Luann's Land Podcast. Now, here's your host, award-winning country music artist, Luann Hunt. There were plenty of great rock groups that sprung out of the 1970s, but perhaps none so groovy as the band Chicago. Their biggest hits include Color My World, Saturday in the Park, and 25 or 624, to name a few. Over its career, Chicago won a Grammy Award and several American Music Awards. The band also earned its star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016. Chicago's record sales topped the 100 million mark, and 36 of the group's albums have been certified platinum. Most recently, Billboard announced that Chicago is the top American band in their charts history. Luann's Land podcast was very fortunate to have founding member of the band, Lee Lochnane, stop by for an interview to discuss what went into creating Chicago's timeless and signature sound, why he believes the music still sounds fresh today, and what lies ahead for the group's future. Hello, Lee. How are you doing on this wonderful day? Doing great, Luann. How are you? I'm doing great, too, and I'm so happy to talk to you. It's amazing, really, how much incredible music that you've put out over the years and also how today it sounds just as fresh and wonderful as it did back when it was first being played on the radio. Well, you know, we find that uh, the music hasn't gotten any easier, so we have to actually practice our instruments to be able to play it well. And it's also, I think, our responsibility to make it sound like we're playing the songs for the first time. And uh, if we can come close to that, I think we're, we're winning the ballgame. Yeah, that's really a great philosophy that you have. And I imagine that that sort of keeps it interesting, right? It does. It does, really does. And no matter, uh, you know, when uh, the, the guys in the band entered the band, they all seemed to have come in with the same attitude that it's important to make every night sound as good as the, the one previous or even better if we can. Yeah, and I think that as artists, it's important to evolve over time and actually get better at what you do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's always an increment that can get better, especially if the stuff is, is uh, uh, you know, interesting to you. Uh, and, and in this case, musically, and, and um, um, th- that's all we can really uh, base anything on is how we treat each day. If you also hold a passion for what you're doing, it's going to be able to translate, I think, when you're out there on stage. Right. Exactly. They can tell we're having fun. Yes. Yeah. And you're not just out there because you just feel like that's what you should be doing or whatever, but you're actually out there because you still want to connect. Still want to connect, and I really don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, is it challenging to make all that music happen live that happens in the studio because a lot's going on. It's different uh, live than in the studio because in the studio you can stop the tape, do it over again, 
you know, replace notes or whatever has to be done live, it's right now. You do it now or you wait until tomorrow night to get it right. Now, are there sounds that you were able to create in the studio that are just a little bit more challenging, though, to create in a live environment? Or can you pretty much duplicate everything? You can pretty much duplicate uh, everything. Uh, the sounds that are created in the studio are a lot of times you are searching for something. And um, once you find it in the studio and put it on the song, uh, it's easier to duplicate live. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think is so timeless about Chicago's songs? Because, you know, if I hear them on Sirius Radio or anywhere, it just, mm -hmm. you still have that feeling of, of excitement that you have when you first heard them. What, what do you attribute to that? I don't really know. Uh, I don't think any one of the songwriters was considering being, uh, I'm going to write a timeless song now. And uh, let's see uh, what this timeless song will sound like. We, all we were doing was writing songs. And hopefully someone else was going to like it besides ourselves. And uh, that's the way that's the way it turned out. And we had we've been able to uh, put a number of songs together that have become like the soundtrack of people's lives. But we had no idea that that was going to be the outcome. Surely, you know, you would hope that something like that would happen, but there's no way that you can plan it. Yeah, it's just sort of a magical thing that happens. And you're right. There's no yeah. way to find why it happened. Especially with more than one generation, with more than, uh, you know, one audience. We have, we have uh, multiple age groups come to our shows and they all react to the songs in a similar way. They, they uh, relate to the songs. Well, there's just something really incredible about them. And I don't think that's ever going to change, <laughs> you know, no matter what we hear in this day and age it's not going to take away from what those songs are or how they affect right. people. Apparently not. So that's good for me. Yeah. Well, I always think it's interesting <laughs> how, especially back in the, in the sixties and seventies, it just blows my mind how all these different bands got together and somehow they were able to create their own unique sound that really, yes that really made an impact on people. You know, nobody really sounded like anybody else, whereas in today's music, it's like, who's that band? Because they sound like that band. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, it, there were, there were a lot of things back in the sixties and seventies that did have similarities. And it, it's amazing how many, uh, you, you want to call them one hit wonders or even bands that had a, a series of hits, three, four hits. And they were huge at the time, and they just, for whatever reasons, aren't around anymore. But there are also quite a number of, of bands who, like you said, have a unique sound. Uh, the sound hasn't changed, and, and multiple generations are, you know, the music is affecting them the same as what happens with our music when they hear it. So, uh, you know, it, it's pretty neat to be in that, that uh, category. 
Yeah, if you really look at the number of bands that it was like that for, it's really a small, small percentage, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a, a lot larger percentage because, you know, we hear all this stuff on the radio all the time, but if you're looking at sheer percentages, it's it's a minute amount. It's a minute amount when you consider how many came out uh, within that time period. Exactly. You know, came, came and went. <laughs> you know, and the other thing, too, that's really interesting, nobody's going to try to sound like Chicago because nobody could. Honestly, I mean, it takes you guys that special chemistry between all of you to make that sound. And I don't care who tries to duplicate it. It's not going to work. Well, uh, when we first got hired by CBS and the first album came out, uh, CBS did hire uh, like 10 or maybe even 15 bands with the same instrumentation. And you're right. It's, It's not that easy to do. But somebody, somebody wearing a suit that doesn't play music assumes that you put the same number of guys together and play the same instruments, why wouldn't it sound the same? You, just because it doesn't. Because there's, there's human aspects, there's musical aspects. It won't work that way. Simple as that. Yeah, it's one of those undefinable mysteries in life, why that happens. <laughs> I mean, you could give 10 people the same ingredients for the same recipe and they bake it all, and every single one turns out, and they don't taste the same. Right. Well, one of them forgot to put quite as much <laughs> sugar or salt, you know. That makes a lot of difference in the final, when they, you know, the, the, the final taste. Exactly, yeah. I mean, and I think just having our own personal energy in something is what makes the difference, and that's something that's not tangible, Correct. Yep. If you could touch it, and if it was easy, everybody would do it. Exactly. Yep. So now you guys have some new material that you've put out recently, correct? Chicago 36 was the most, uh, the most recent original, entire original album. So yeah. tell me about that. I mean, what went into putting that together? And were all of you guys writing songs? Yeah, no, we had, everybody was writing songs and we actually recorded it on the road. We, uh, we never went into a studio to put any of the songs together. We, we built every one of them, uh, wherever we were, uh, playing on tour. And we would go into either a ballroom, somebody's, uh, uh, hotel room and record, you know, an individual part. And then that would be it for the day. So it, it, it wasn't like uh, we spent all day for two, three weeks or a month recording an album. We did it over time. And uh, it turned out pretty good. We realized we would be able to record, not only record an album, but record it with quality. Uh, that, was, that was the most important thing that, that we were looking for, is to, to uh, be able to record at the same time we were on the road and, and have it, uh, you know, the, the same quality as any world-class studio. Now, when you were working on this, was, were you thinking we want it to sound like a lot of our past stuff, or were you looking to kind of create? No. Okay. We were just, just uh, writing songs, and, and this is what they sound like at this point when we're recording. And then as we played them live, 
the all of the songs that that we play and like you said as you go through the years and you keep playing the same songs over and over they evolve in some small fashion either, either sometimes larger sometimes smaller but they always evolve in some way there's some changes when other people come into the band they bring their style in and uh, even though you're playing the same notes like you said you you know you put a little little different pinch of salt in sounds different tastes different well and the the nice thing too is that can bring in a whole new generation of fans right it can the hardest thing is to get it played for enough people on contemporary radio to have uh you know to be able to play it at at a show and everyone recognizes the songs and they become hits it is not that easy anymore to to uh have a song go across the board and uh, everyone in America and in the world hear it. It's uh, uh, It was a tough test when we were new. It's even tougher now with the internet. Well, if you have about another hour, we could talk about just this topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We have blogs. We have, you know, internet radio, we have regular FM radio. We have Sirius radio. We have, you know, it's multifaceted now, whereas before it was one thing. You turn on the radio and you pull in a station that was, you know, pretty much worldwide, or that's all you could get in that city or that series of cities. Now you turn on the radio and you can get any type of music at any given time on many, many, many different stations simultaneously. So it's it's hard to, to it's even harder to get hit records now. Uh, it's so everybody's looking for the you know that that uh, uh, formula to be able to hit it. And the people who are the most talented will definitely rise to the top. The cream always rises to the top. That is so true. Yeah, I always say. Back in the day, before the internet and everything, the music would find you, but now you have to find it. So it's yeah. kind of the artist challenge, like you say, to get it in front of enough people so people can find it. Yep, and you have to know what what to look for and how. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you can come up with some crazy ad or something to put on YouTube, sometimes that helps because then all of a sudden you get that engagement. But yep. uh, but then it's always like, well, how you know what ad is going to draw people in powerfully enough to where then they're going to go and buy my product or whatever it is. So yeah, it's exactly the game has changed <laughs> for sure. Completely, yeah. Complete and it's changing. While we're uh, having our little blog here, it's changing. That is so profound. It's, uh, new, true. new things are being uh, invented as we speak. Well, the nice thing about Chicago is they have their fan base, and so anything that you guys put out, your fan base is going to hear about. Yes, most likely. Now our fan base goes from. You know, when when they started out listening to us, they were in school uh, and the same age as us. As we have gone, uh, you know, through the decades and maintained our popularity, um, these people have grown up and had children. And now many of them are, you know, 
working and they don't go to concerts anymore and they don't uh, really, you know, watch YouTube all day. They're too busy. So it's harder for them to know when we're are when we are releasing new product again. So we have to figure out another way of contacting them. You know, it's not always that easy, but somehow we have managed to survive. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're an artist and everyone in your band are artists and you're doing this at its foundation because it's what you love to do. And no one, no one can stop that train. Nope. No, that's, that's, that's something that we will just keep rolling. Right. Right. Until we can't roll no more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you have anything uh, new that you're working on coming up for 2019? Um, well, I know we're going to be touring again next year, and, and songs are being written, but right now there is nothing in the works uh, where we are working on it as a unit. So there's every, all the individuals, I'm sure, are working on songs. Uh, but um, as far as putting a project together, not as of yet. It's one of those things probably where the inspiration just has to hit, I guess, for everybody to want to do it, right? Well, the inspiration is, you know, on a daily basis. You see something that you're happy with, sad with, angry about, or whatever, and that can inspire a song. Uh, However, getting together in a studio or on the road in somebody's room and starting to to put a project together is a different story. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a much bigger undertaking. (laughs) Right. Right. So are, of all the songs that you play, do you have any that you really just can't wait to play every night from the past? I, I love the legacy that, that we have created, and it never bothers me when we pull up a song. We, you know, when the song comes up in the set, and I never go, oh, my God, we've got to play that again. I don't, I don't have that problem, thank mm-hmm. God. Because then it would be tough getting up there every night. Right. If there were songs that I hated to play or, you know, a lot of songs that I didn't want to play anymore, that that doesn't happen with our band, at least with me, that's for sure. Do you have a favorite? Not really. Not really. I always say beginnings. I love the arrangement. I never get tired of it. Uh, I get to play a solo in it. You know, it's um, Robert did the actual brass arrangement rather than Jimmy. So, uh, you know, early on, he was he was um, writing his brass arrangements as well as the songs and lyrics. He didn't he he didn't want to keep working that hard arranging brass. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy took over. Jimmy was always writing, uh, you know, and and arranging. He 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 and Terry would sit down together because Terry couldn't really uh, physically write the songs out. Terry had everything in his head, and he pretty much dictated what he wanted to have uh, for Jimmy to write down, and Jimmy wrote it down. Introduction was, uh, was uh, you know, Jimmy came up with, was able to tell Terry what those chords are, you know, and, and, and Jimmy helped create a lot of it himself as well. What a gift on both counts, you know, to hear it oh, God, yeah. like that, and then, but also yeah. to be able to write it down, wow. Yeah, exactly. That's what he went to school for. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing though. Some of these guys that can do that type of thing. I'm, I'm always in awe. Exactly. Yep. Well, this has been such a great pleasure to have you on, and just to talk about the music and how it's made an impact on society for so long. Wow. We have been blessed to be able to do what we do. Oh yeah, and we all have been blessed by being able to listen to this music. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Luann. It was fun talking to you.
Listen to Luann's Land Podcast on Tuesdays from noon to 12.30 p.m. Pacific at luannslandpodcast.com or luannslandpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Follow the show on Facebook at Luann's Land Podcast and on Twitter at Luann's Land. All episodes will be archived for free on-demand streaming.